Tales of the Travelling Bag by Griselda Hill Narrated by William Merrin Hill Copyright 2015 by Griselda Hill Under the title Tales of Jerry, Jesus's Gerbil Tale number one Jerry Meets Jesus Matthew 3 verses 13 to 17 Jerry Gerbil peered through the round doorway. The small stone-walled room was dim and silent and smelt musty from the scrolls that stood in old clay jars. But outside, in the world, one could hear the distant sounds of the market. Roosters were announcing the day and many sandaled feet were scuffing and shuffling past, carrying creaking wicker baskets. Can I? Can I? His mother's twinkling black eyes regarded her son thoughtfully. Is it today? Jerry asked, repeating the question that he had asked daily for at least the past three weeks. Father Gerbil put down the stalk of wheat that he had been nibbling and came over. Hmm, he mused, measuring Jerry against the worn black mark that had been drawn on the wall by the entrance to their hole. Jerry stretched himself on tiptoe as tall as he could, squeezing his eyes tightly closed and willing himself to reach the mark. Father nodded slowly and winked. Jerry's eyes travelled to his mother and he waited with bated breath. All right, Jeremiah. Her paw squeezed his shoulder, but remember, never go anywhere that your whiskers don't fit and never, never, never eat anything that isn't leftovers. Of course, Jerry replied, hesitating. Now that the longed-for moment had come, he felt almost reticent, shy. He looked around at his brother, but Billy was busy eating. There were two of them that year, but Jerry was the one with the adventurous spirit. Mother gave him a tiny push. Go on then, she said, adding, but be home for supper. Jerry went. The dusty floor was cool as he scurried across. At the door, he turned and glanced back. The hole was just visible. Behind the fourth pillar on the left under the bottom stair. It had been home to countless gerbil families ever since the synagogue had been built many years ago. Outside was the busy street. The sunshine took him by surprise. It was market day. Every day was market day, it seemed. Everywhere movement and colour, voices haggling, laughing, calling, robes swishing, tall, tall people busy with their daily lives, none of them noticing a young gerbil crouched against the wall. Voices nearby startled Jerry. Hey, Joel, hailed one of them. That baptizer's down by the river again. People are flocking to him. See how the market's emptying already? You coming? Sure, the speaker turned. Joanna, you coming with us? From above Jerry's head came the answer. 
Right, I'll bring lunch. We'll probably be gone all day. There was a muffled consultation, then a brown hand appeared and grasped the handle of a basket beside him. Quick as a wink, the little gerbil hopped in. He was looking for an adventure, and here it was. What was a river, anyway? And who was the baptizer? In a moment, the basket was in the air and swinging rhythmically down the street. Jerry tucked himself down among the folds of a snowy napkin, his whiskers twitching. There was a strong scent of freshly baked bread. It was irresistible, so he took a nibble. From the bread, he turned to a salty fish and even tried the green olives that lay scattered around it. This was better than just eating the scraps father brought back from the market. Being well brought up, he tidied away the crumbs and then snoozed, thinking that this adventure was starting out very well indeed. Suddenly, Jerry was jolted awake. The basket had been set down on a rock. There was the smell of water and the scent of myrtle blossom on the breeze. Birds were singing, and there were many, many voices, some sobbing quietly, some laughing happily, some pleading for forgiveness. Forgiveness? That's what you need when you've done something wrong, thought Jerry. He regarded the crusty, nibbled roll that lay in front of him. It definitely wasn't leftovers, nor was it his lunch. This was someone else's lunch, and he had eaten it. His heart sank right down to the tip of his tail with guilt as he realized that he had already disobeyed his mother's instructions. Brown hands reached down to open the napkin. I'm really, really sorry, Jerry squeaked as the napkin lifted and he sprang out. Oh, a little gerbil! Poor thing, all caught up in my basket, cried Joanna. Poor little thing, scoffed Joel, rummaging among the folds. Poor little thing, indeed! The thief's eaten our lunch! Jerry heard and fled. Laughing, they chased after him, hands outstretched but he was too quick and leapt high in the air, twisting and turning. Down he fell and landed in the water with a splash. Down, down through tangling, clutching weeds. He couldn't breathe. It was cold and very wet and frightening. Bouncing on the sandy bottom of the river, the frightened little gerbil shot back up to the surface, coughing and spluttering. If this was a river, he was not at all impressed. Poor Jerry. He wished he had never stolen the bread. He wished he had never left home. He wished he was back with his family. But most of all, he wished he had measured this river with his whiskers. Frantically scrabbling, he sank once more, and just as his lungs felt as if they were bursting and he was giving up hope of ever seeing the sun again, a strong hand scooped him up and brought him out into the sunlight, gasping and wheezing. So you want to be baptized too, little one, chuckled the kindly voice of the baptizer, and a tickly beard was thrust into Jerry's face. 
Why, little one, you're nothing but a young un. What can you possibly have done wrong to need such forgiveness? And the voice became louder, ringing out across the river and echoing from the rocks. Repent, repent of your sins and be baptized, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Jerry was lifted onto the man's shoulder, where he grasped the rough camel-hair tunic tightly. Stay there, little one. You'll be safe till I leave the river, said the baptizer. So there he sat. The Jordan River was crowded. People were hurrying down the bank and into the water. A long line of them were wading towards the baptizer, silent and intense, many weeping. As each reached him, there was a mumbled conversation. For many, the baptizer smiled compassionately. For some, he nodded sternly. And for a few, he reached out to touch them. Then he bent forward, and the cold water swirled upwards towards where Jerry was perched on his shoulder. Jerry shrank back, eyes squeezed shut, clinging on for dear life. But then it was over, and the newly baptized person was already wading towards the bank and shouting for joy as the next came forward. This scene was repeated again and again until the long line at last began to peter out. Suddenly, the baptizer stiffened and straightened up, shading his eyes with his hand. A man was quietly making his way down the bank and into the water. No, no, not me. I need to be baptized by you. Why are you coming to me? asked the baptizer urgently. The man gazed intently into his face, smiled and quietly answered. But it is right that we do this. Once again, as so many times before that afternoon, the baptizer bent low and the water came up to meet the little gerbil perched on his shoulder. It was done. But wait! Above them, a white bird was circling lower and lower over the river. It landed gently on the other man's head, and Jerry distinctly heard a deep, clear voice saying from the sky, this is my beloved son, in whom I am well pleased. He blinked and looked again, but he could no longer see the bird. The baptizer sighed. The two men clasped arms, and the man departed. Eyes followed him until he disappeared out of sight beyond the sandy cliffs. It was getting close to sunset, and most of the people had gone home. The baptizer waded out of the water and gently lifted Jerry down into the grass. You and I met the Lamb of God today, he said. Don't forget him, little one. His name is Jesus. Joanna and Joel were folding the picnic cloth and packing the basket, laughing and happy as they did this. Joanna's black curls had escaped from her kerchief and were wet. No one saw as the little sandy-brown gerbil hopped back into the basket and hid among the fish bones and olive pits. As the sky changed from pink to gold, then faded into the blues and purples of night, they arrived back in the village, and he slipped out, scampering into the synagogue and through the hole of the gerbil's front door.
The family looked up from their supper. You're late, said his brother through a mouthful of seeds. Did you have an adventure? asked their mother. Jerry grinned and said, Did I just? I met the Lamb of God. Wait till I tell you. Poe, you stink of fish, said his brother.